this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast i'm ji sampath your host for today's episode we are now at exactly the halfway point of the tokyo olympics which is a good time to pause and take stock india started off well with an early silver for mirabai shanu in weightlifting but there were several disappointments thereafter especially in shooting and in boxing as well but today has been a good day with lovelina borgohain assured of at least a bronze medal in boxing and pv sindhu making it to the badminton semi finals you may remember that in the run up to the games many in india said that this would be india's best olympics ever in terms of medals hall In fact our best olympics so far purely in terms of the number of medals won was the 2012 london olympics when we came back with six medals two silver and four bronze so at the halfway mark of the tokyo games how do we stand in terms of beating or at least matching that record for a clear answer to this question we speak with rakesh rao deputy editor sports at the hindu and someone who's been tracking olympics for a very long time rakesh thank you so much for joining us Yeah, Sampath, a big thank you to you for having me on the show. Rakesh, now that we are at the halfway mark of the Olympic Games, how would you assess India's performance so far? Has it been in line with expectations? It is normally accepted that well begun is half done, but in this case it hasn't quite happened. We started off well and that too was an expected one because our you know weightlifter janu she was among the best in the world and the chinese girl who won the gold uh, was expected to win the gold so at best janu could have actually taken the silver medal and she did so if you look at the way it panned out yes janu uh, she gave us a wonderful start because a early early strike means that you know the whole contingent gets a boost and that is what we all expected that you know since chanu has struck early the whole contingent is going to rally around her and we are going to see a lot more unfortunately all this talk about that this could well be india's uh, top most uh, kind of showing that didn't quite happen mainly because all the expectations were based on our shooters that these shooters are going to bring us an unprecedented number of you know whether it was a gold silver or bronze whatever that didn't quite happen and for the second successive edition of olympics our shooters have let us down i remember in 2016 there were only two who were in contention and this time there was again there were only you know i mean there was only one opportunity where uh, we we really thought that we were in with a chance that is because one shooter topped his qualifying round but thereafter he just faded you know he was never in contention for a gold medal or so because for that to happen one has to go deeper into the second stage and that didn't quite happen he finished seventh even in the mixed team event where we had high hopes there was this uh, uh, you know this team of uh, saurab and the female uh, companion manu bakar these two had won five gold medals from world cups uh, it was quite uh, quite uh, expected of them to return with something and they were hugely disappointing there they didn't do what was expected of them it is not because others shot well they shot below par now here i just want to highlight something that normally these two have been shooting in the range of 10s and 9s 
But unfortunately, Manu Bakar, she couldn't quite live up to the expectations. And we'll also talk about uh, what really happened in our individual event. But overall, when you're talking about shooting, yes, it's been a huge disappointment. And that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, at the at the halfway stage, we are not looking at the numbers that we expect. Okay, two questions in response to what you've just said, uh, Rakesh. One, I mean, we do so well in world championships in shooting. Is it more difficult to uh, sort of win in the Olympics compared to the world championships, number one? And number two, uh, were the losses in shooting due to preventable causes? Because we know that there was an incident of a broken pistol in the case of Manu and there was some something going on with the coaches uh, causing some disturbance. I mean, like, were they things that could have been handled better? Simple two things. One, when you ask me about whether it is different uh, shooting in the Olympics as compared to the World Cups and the World Championship, well, it just depends on how mentally tough they are. It is the same opposition. The distance is the same. The, you know, the weapon is the same. Everything is the same. Nothing really changes. The environment is the same. You don't have a large number of spectators rooting for you because it's it's a very quiet spot. So it is just you, your gun, and what you're aiming for. That's it. So you run your race. It is like kind of sport that shooting is. Your opposition, your rivals, they're not trying to stop you from doing what you do best. So here, nobody can complain about anything else. It is just about you focusing on the job. That didn't quite happen in the Olympics. So for me, I have reasons to believe that it is high time that we, that we you know, looked at the mental aspect of it whether these shooters, when they are up against quality opposition, do they really perform well? Because in World Cups, a lot of teams, at least uh, in the last one, one and a half years, they haven't sent their best. I mean, I know that China uh, competed in a few events and a lot of other, other leading countries, they didn't quite send their entries. So for us to win, yes, as a shooter who's taking part, he or she doesn't have a choice to pick your rivals. So they did whatever they could. And they won the gold medal. So credit to them. But why is it that we are not able to crack it when it comes to Olympic Games? That remains to be seen. But I'm thoroughly disappointed for one simple reason. You have been, you know, shooting world-class scores in all these years. And the kind of financial support that the government has offered is unprecedented. Shooting gets the lion's share of whatever the government spends. But where are the results? I mean, Eventually, it all boils down to Olympics and uh, the central uh, government has actually, uh, you know, at some point mentioned that after the end of the Rio Games till 2021 Tokyo Games, approximately 1100 crores have been spent on various sportsmen in their preparation for these games. Now, that's a huge amount. 1100 crores, I repeat. This is across events for people who could qualify and also a lot has been spent on those who couldn't qualify. Now, in very few countries, very, very few countries, in fact, that the state funding is to the tune of, you know, something like in crores and shooting gets a lion's share, as I said. So it is it is very disappointing in that sense. But why they are not able to do well, that I think it is high time that we addressed it. Maybe the shooters crack under pressure or uh, the competition just gets to them. Because it is, it is not about they don't know what needs to be done. It is like you just need to do what you do best. But look at their scores. Again, I repeat, the scores have been disappointing. You score 10s and 9s and you still have a good chance. But you start shooting 8s, 7s, 
you don't stand a chance because the competition is so stiff and the margin of error is so less so i think i think we need to learn something from this we didn't learn anything from rio 5 years have passed it's the same old story and i think i think we need to review uh, lots of stuff when it comes to you know like shooting and you also spoke about whether there were avoidable reasons now failure of a pistol or a gun see it can happen but it's a rarity now you know normally the coach or the player himself or the shooter himself or herself everybody has a spare gun that is if something goes wrong you can immediately pick up the other gun which is a clone of the original gun you know the shooter also cannot make out whether it's your original gun or the spare gun because they're so similar the feel the you know the weight everything is same in this case funnily the coach later revealed that they couldn't use the spare gun because the previous coach had changed the grip this kind of reason it really leaves me surprised because if it was changed and and the shooter knew it it should have been uh, you know reset to how the shooter wanted it you can't just keep it in the same position because the old coach had changed it now that reason doesn't cut any ice with me so for me that was a shocker because these are world class shooters and if you don't keep a spare gun a i mean if if she had a spare gun she wouldn't have wasted 17 minutes and those 17 minutes took the toll of you know like on her mentally then there was this thing about why was it that you know the shooter or her coach didn't take it to the to the stall which was there outside the shooting range where the where the company you know the company which actually makes these uh, guns it's an italian company and uh, one of the finest in the world i'm sure if they had approached the engineers there immediately things could have happened but the coach in turn releases a video where he says just look at the distance between this if you walk it takes so much of time now i can always argue and say you are showing us a video which shows the distance between the you know the place where it could have been repaired from the shooting range you know it's very simple and it's very easy to understand when you land in the olympic village for on day one the first thing you do is you speak to the manufacturers get friendly with them and also tell them look if it at all happens because as i said it's a rarity you be in touch with them and they are there inside the when you are just outside because you to make a request now they now these are not official things these are unofficially done you just have to have a good relationship with them and they will do anything because their reputation is at stake so the company manufacturing the gun would always be there to help you but this they have made a mess of it the kind of reasonings we heard very very childish and uh, now it is nothing but excuses and complaints and i think complaints and excuses have no place in sports right we do seem to have uh, a serious problem here both mentally and in terms of managing uh, the logistics with regard in, in, with regard to shooting now looking ahead uh, to the second half of the olympics uh, how would you assess india's prospects and uh, in general looking ahead we are already assured of at least one more at least one more addition that is uh, one female boxer a first time you know who is representing india first female from assam lovelina has done extremely extremely well now for her to go beyond obviously uh, now she is up against the 2019 world champion not very easy again that will be tough but then you know when you are at this level you don't expect easy competition at all so one shouldn't get overawed or intimidated by the opposition or what the rival has achieved in the past you take it on that given day both both are at the same stage you have to fight 
your battle out there. You have to reorganize yourself. Don't get intimidated. Go and finish the job on hand. So that is the kind of mental frame that we need. Uh, we can't be saying, okay, we can only beat those who don't come here with a reputation. So you will be up against the best in the world. And when you become the best in the world, or at least among those, you got to start beating them. And this is a great opportunity for her. And uh, she has to cause upsets in order to go ahead. And that is the name of the game. You can't just expect to beat lower ranked players in sports. To go to the next level, you got to become a higher ranked player. That's about you know, like boxing. But what about other sports? I expect uh, a couple from wrestling first. Uh, Vinesh Fogat is one of my favorites uh, to start with. Then we can expect, you know, Neeraj Chopra. If he can really get that javelin uh, to, you know, uh, hit the right flight. Because he's round the corner. I mean, he's just there. He's ranked among the best in the world this season. So he's a definite contender. You know, he is a contender. And uh, besides that, of course, as I said, wrestling, maybe an outside chance uh, when you look at, uh, you know, I mean, even Sindhu, if you look at her, like she is now in the semifinals. Now, semifinals would mean that if she wins a match, she's definitely in for something. She, she won't return empty-handed for sure. Right. Uh, Rakesh, uh, uh, besides shooting, one other uh, event where we, we were expecting to do much better was uh, boxing. And in boxing, the, one of the big names has been Mary Comb. So, so two questions. One, uh, I mean, what, what went wrong? There, there seems to have been some kind of uh, controversy where she won uh, two rounds and yet lost the match. And that is one question I have. The other one is, uh, is this news report which has come out that there's been... Uh, no team doctor available for Satish and uh, so on and so forth. So what's going on with the boxing contingent? Yeah, first of all, you know, for me, Mericom uh, was not among the favorites. I mean, she she is a sentimental favorite as far as India is concerned. But once she enters the ring, I don't think she started as a favorite at any point. She came this far. She fought extremely well. She's one of our, you know, I mean, one of our legendary sportspersons. All that is fine, but I wouldn't, you know, tip her to go beyond the point. Yes, she fought extremely well. And also, when you talk about, you know, the way a boxing bout is judged, that has been one of the most controversial over the years. The contro- You know, controversies and boxing, they go hand in hand, especially when it comes to the decisions. Now, what happens is, because it's very difficult for you to say, okay, I feel that A had dominated B. But if you go and ask these people, they'll say, no, you know, what we're seeing is punches which, which landed, but it didn't get you points because there is a target area where your punches are supposed to land. It's not that just because you connect, you get anything. If, according to the judges, three out of five judges have to press that button at the same time for the score to get registered. Now, that is what the system is. But, but here, it is open scoring. That means... After every round, you come to know who, which, which judge has favored who. So it is difficult uh, for you to say because in the third round, if you say that, okay, two rounds went to this girl and the other one, but what happened in the third and how it was judged. So three, two decisions, a split decision, it can be argued either way. But uh, yes, uh, being an Indian supporter or or the way we look at uh, our contender, yes, it feels sad. And, uh, but then in boxing, it happens. I mean, uh, you know, at least seven out of uh, seven out of say, you know, 
10, uh, you can you can say, okay, they were fair, but at least three decisions you can, I mean, three decisions are mostly debatable. So that is, that's how high the percentage is. So I think out of those three, one happened to be the one involving Mericom. You also asked about the, you know, the team doctor. See, the team doctor, Karamjit, was already, already in that particular list because I remember seeing his name there. But uh, the doctor, unfortunately, didn't get the kind of accreditation which he should have got. And uh, it just so happened that he was staying, he, he was staying in the hotel. That means with the, with the accreditation, which is only for training, that means this, this doctor can accompany the boxers only to the training area. Now, which is not inside the venue, it's outside the venue. So after they get hit or if, if they need any attention, they have to leave the arena and go to this area where the doctors can, I mean, you know, this particular team doctor can join them. Now, this is where I think it is It is more of an administrative kind of call, which should have been thought about. And he, that, that particular doctor, uh, should have been given, uh, you know, an accreditation, which was not P-TAC. That means training and practice arena. He should have been given an all-access card. Now, this, this is something that we need to learn and uh, ensure that, uh, you know, when we, when, we, when we have our priorities uh, clear, that, that is when you are going to put a lot of, you know, emphasis on the on the support staff but for the record for the boxers there were eight eight people from the support staff there were there were four coaches and one uh you know exclusively for uh, our champion uh, boxer you know like mericom then there were two physios and one doctor now what happened was only this doctor uh, who was included as as somebody who should have accompanied the team he didn't get the right kind of accreditation that means his movements were restricted he didn't stay at the games village he was staying in a tokyo hotel and so on and so forth so this this was an avoidable situation so how didn't he get the accreditation did did we not apply for the right accreditation did we make a mistake yes because what happens is that with uh, the you know the organizing committee says that with every team if you have a team of say you know if you have a team of 10 only one third of that number uh, can be the support staff but in certain sports, depending on the nature of sports, this ratio is not followed. For example, boxing and wrestling. But in badminton and table tennis, this is what was supposed to be followed. But here, it was the IOA and not the government of India, which, which, had, which had applied for all this. Because what IOA actually manages to do is, they will have their own list of people. They will write to the organizing committee and say, okay, Besides the official entries, we have these names also, and please give them accreditation. Now, now obviously, the you know the uh, the organizing committee is not going to give accreditation the way the national uh, the Olympic committee demands or requests. So, what they do is they'll give you partial accreditation. For example, they'll say, okay, you have this number. This person cannot be accommodated in the village. This person has to stay in the official hotel. And this person will have access only to the practice venue, like in this case. So that was the problem. And uh, I think I think this needs to be addressed in a different way. And uh, I think if at all people can be sent, the physios and the doctors and all, I think we need to, we need to improve on this. I mean, if, um, improve upon this particular practice of, uh, you know, sending X number of people who don't have direct access here, like, the boxers are going to get injured. The wrestlers are going to get injured. Where are where is the doctor? So you need to make do with the venue doctor, which is provided by the organizing committee. There is always a medical team waiting for you. 
but you can't go to your doctor unless you leave the arena and go to the practice arena that's where the doctor is waiting so that is a problem right so uh, rakesh we're running out of time so before we wind up i want to have you come in on uh, on on the prospect for uh, the men's hockey team and as well as women's hockey team and taking into account of course our our match against australia which was a bit of a shocker so how far are either of the teams likely to go and then you can wind up with uh, with a general comment on the other sports we haven't spoken of all right so talking about hockey let's start with you know, like men's hockey men's hockey team now first before we go any further let's understand the format there are 12 teams and in the first stage of the league four teams will get eliminated two from each group that means more than finding the eight quarter finalists it's about getting rid of four teams so when india left for tokyo we were aware that in which group we are and coming four out of six wasn't a big deal so looking at our group we were expected to be there so what happened was when indians went there we knew we'll be in the top four no matter what because we were expected to uh, at least beat two lower ranked teams which we did so making it to the quarter final shouldn't be seen as an achievement because we were expected to we are ranked fifth in the world and that's exactly what we did we started by by just about beating new zealand 3-2 a match which we could have drawn or lost but last 5 minutes i think our goalkeeper shrijesh came up with a brilliant i mean with a series of saves actually so that particular victory a huge part should go to shrijesh but what happened next day was absolutely shocking because that was a worst defeat for india in olympic games a six goal margin uh and what that happened primarily because of two reasons a australia being a very you know it's a very uh, uh resilient sort of a side full of resolve and they are like you know they're very very focused unlike india let's not compare ourselves with them what they did was that they wanted to redeem themselves uh, for one simple reason you know what happened the previous day against japan japan is one of the japan was uh, of course the host but expected to finish at the bottom of the table now with that team they scored two goals at the start but they took three goals so there was a stage when japan was leading 3-2 against australia unthinkable almost unbelievable australia woke up from there and then they slammed three more goals to win that match 5-3 but they were not done with it next day was india and just because they thought that you know uh, japan had actually dented their confidence or they actually dented a bit of their reputation they came very hard against india and indians weren't ready for this got slammed by a huge margin a six goal difference and then indians had to come back now indians are up against these three teams i mean we we have we have actually won the last three matches primarily because of the strength of the rival team also we can't read too much in, into these victories but but expected wins i mean these were the wins that we were expected to win these matches because if we are world number 5 we are expected to beat a few teams and we did well i i give credit to this team for at least living up to the expectations and taking the second spot behind australia now so far so good what next now here comes the story the problem here is that from the other group if you look at uh, group b india is at at this point in time they are expected to face great britain which is the third team from group b it works like this the you know if 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 you top group a which is which is india's group like australia australia becomes a1 and plays b4 the fourth team in group group b and so on, and so on and so forth so we play the third team from group uh, b 
which is likely to be either Germany or England. Now, if it is England, then we play them for a place in the semi-finals. I mean, from, from the other group, there are four very strong teams. You can pick any team, whether it's Belgium, Netherlands, uh, Great Britain or Germany. All four teams at some point in time have been either world number one or Olympic champions. So that is how we are looking at the rival, the potential rivals for India. So if it is Great Britain, now you have to beat Great Britain to be in the semifinals. Now that is where the tougher part of the entire exercise starts. So far, so good. You were expected to be in the quarters. You are in the quarters. Well done. But now it becomes difficult because every match from now on, of course, it is a knockout match. You have to win every match. There are no shortcuts. And you're up against world-class opposition. So let's not make any mistakes. The going will get tough. But that is where we need to emerge as a tougher team. That is for the men's section. In the women's section, again, as I said, there are six teams in our group. We have to come at least fourth. That means you beat at least two teams who will finish below you. And that is exactly how it has happened. Uh, we, have, uh, we have beaten one team, which is Ireland. We are likely to beat South Africa because that's the weakest team in the group. And then we'll come fourth. So when you become fourth, you are likely to face the top team from the other group, which is likely to be Australia. Now, India versus Australia, women's hockey. I mean, you know which team is the favorite here. So Indians um, will have to do a lot more uh, to, you know, just to match steps with the Australians. Really a tough ask, but that is how the things stand. And about other sports you wanted to know? Something? Yes, yes, Rakesh. Okay. Now, if, if I just have a quick look at how the Indian, Indian participation was and what uh, had to be expected from there. Now, there are a lot of people who disappointed us uh, by not performing to their level. Uh, but there have been uh, some individuals who have exceeded expectations. So, uh, looking at the looking at the brighter side, somebody you know somebody like Avinash Samble, uh, who who was uh, who was part of the uh, field in three thousand meter steeplechase. In the first heat, he couldn't go to the semifinals, obviously, but he broke his national record. Now, for me, that is an achievement because when we send our participants. For any kind of competition, you wish them well and say, do your best. Now, here is somebody who has done his best. Full marks to him. If you look at the men's doubles team in badminton, they beat world number three. They lost to world number one. And they were ousted despite uh, scoring two wins out of three matches, much like world number one and world number three. Since there was a difference in the number of games won and lost, they were, they, they were just out of the running there. But they did extremely well. Nobody expected them to beat world number three. And that world number three pair from Chinese Taipei is now up there in the semifinals. So they are likely to return with something. And that is credit to our boys. Similarly, uh, if you look at uh, a couple of results from table tennis, Sharad Kamal, the way he played against Ma Long. I mean, Ma Long is a legend. He, he's a three-time uh, three world champion. Uh, he's got three Olympic gold medals. Uh, including the one which he won in 2016. So he's a defending champion. Against him to take a game off him itself is a huge achievement. You know, for somebody who is 39 and who is in his 40th year, to match somebody who was eight years younger to him, it was a phenomenal performance and probably the best advertisement for table tennis that you'll ever see uh, from India. And then a lot of these, you know, individual results have been quite encouraging. Like Atanu Das, uh, you know, winning his... Uh, pre-quarterfinals against the gold medalist from 2012 London Games. Now he's up against the silver medalist from the same games uh, in the next round from Japan. 
if he can win that he enters the semi uh, you know the next round and that could well be uh, something uh, that he can always remember that he has victories over the gold and the silver medal from uh, the 2012 asian game uh, 2012 uh, you know like olympic games so that performance for me was good deepika reaching the quarter finals was fine but the way she did, uh, you know performed in the in the quarter finals was utterly disappointing uh, she was never there uh, against the eventual champion um and a uh, couple of you know like boxers did well um and uh, for me of course shooting uh, we can't really say say a lot but if you look at you know events like fencing our girl the only only time we ever entered here the girl lost to world number 3 from france which was okay she won around which was again very special um in uh, you know wrestling we have i mean sorry in uh, you know like gymnastics it was expected like we had one entry and she didn't do well uh, in judo there was an exit in the very first round rowing they reached the b semi final or b means it they were never in contention for the for uh, either gold bronze or silver b c d e f these categories no medals are given so once you lose uh, in in the in the first stage you are relegated to b c d depending on how well you have uh, performed so they were not in contention and then if you look at sailing finishes of 35 and 20 it doesn't really take you much i mean it doesn't give you much confidence uh, then again in swimming it was very disappointing because these are your national record holders they've qualified well but nobody performed at their best they all gave timings which were poorer to what they had performed in the past so if you see our swimming positions there were three swimmers uh, shrihari finished 27th sarjan prakash in two events 46th and 24th and uh, one entry in the ladies you know and this girl uh, you know she finished 39th mana patel she finished 39th so just to give you an idea 27 46 24th and 39th nowhere in the hunt and they didn't even give you your best time so for me these are disappointments but there will be a few positives but then again i've maintained from day one you send a contingent where people are qualifying and this qualification looks good but then they have just qualified it is like just getting the pass marks you have done that don't expect them to top so that is where we stand so positives are there a plenty but it's time for review once the team returns we need to settle down and take a harder look at things and uh, not get too emotional about uh, but we need to do some tough talking right uh, i'm really glad rakesh that you sort of uh, uh, took us a little bit beyond uh, the focus the conventional focus on medals gold silver bronze and 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 then sort of gave a view on how our athletes have actually performed whether they have done what they were capable of and uh, talked about those who did like the girl in fencing and and also spoke about those who failed to perform even within their own uh, up to their own potential thank you so much for a ringside view of what's been going on at the olympics rakesh it was a pleasure talking to you thank you sambar thanks for taking in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon